Hi, you're listening to the Hope Church Sermon Podcast. At Hope, our mission is to help people know God, find freedom, discover their purpose, and make a difference. Now, join us as we listen in on a sermon from last Sunday. It is our hope that you feel God's love stronger today than ever before. Come on, anybody seeing me look like that? The fighting, the fighting. Uh, I was somewhere yesterday with someone, and I'm like, uh, I'm like, I gotta go. And they're like, why? I said, because my kids are gonna start fighting like in any moment now. Like, <laughs> it's just reality. I'm like, what's ha-? like? It was we were at dinner. Like, how can you fight at dinner time? Like, you got food, you know. And I'm probably like, I get like so ticked off at dinner time because like I've been around the world, and I'm like, my kids don't like certain things. And I'm like, I could drop you off in the middle of nowhere where they got nothing. And like, I'm like preaching to them, like, dude, what is wrong with you? Like, how? They're my kids. Are, like, how did you get triggered so fast? I'm like, I don't know. You, you're my problem. Like you're the, you're like, I don't know what it is. It's you. If you don't know what it is or who it is, it's you. And so, um, but welcome to week one of our imperfect family. And if you're honest in here today, you realize that you did not. I don't know what you realized it. Maybe think about this for a second. When did you realize that your family wasn't perfect? Think about that for a moment. Speaking of imperfect, my dad just walked in, <clears throat> and uh, <laughs> uh, like. I grew up in this house, and I was like, dude, this is, like, normal. Like, this is normal. Like, this, what I got is normal. Everybody thinks what they got is normal, and, but then you're like, dude, people must have it better than me out there. Like, it's got to be better somewhere else. And then what you realize is that, what you realize is that everybody's family is imperfect, and here's good news, they're all dysfunctional. Holy cow. And uh, some are just less dysfunctional, but all of them, all of y'all's families are dysfunctional. <laughs> And um, here's the deal. Here's like if if you the I I have figured out though the only way the way to lower the dysfunction in your in in your house the only way to lower your dysfunction in your house here it is are you ready for it like take notes the only way to lower the dysfunction in your house is to have a low amount of kids. (laughs) I mean think about it to have less people there. That's that's the only way. Like, think about it, Shelby. Like, if you just remove Chris out of your house, think about how much the, dis- the dysfunction level would just lower in your house. In my house, it would be me. If you remove me out of the house, my house would be pretty normal, you know. And we have four kids, so if we can move a few kids and remove me, like, it would be pretty, pretty normal. But I, I did not know this, um, but th- this is, like, the most profound note you can write down today. And this is for someone here today, that there are no perfect families. There are no perfect families. And um, that's for some of you guys, like, I don't know, like, I just really wanted to have, like, this perfect family and my kids be perfect and for them to never fight. And you realize they're going to fight. Like, we should be celebrating that they don't kill each other. They are going to fight, you know. Like, you know, I had this vision I was going to look like this and be like this and my kids were going to do this and my kids were going to do that. And what you find out is, like, there's just just no perfect families. Like, zero. Like, there's just not, there's never been one. They're all, they're all dysfunctional. We were going to call this. We were going to call this series something around the word dysfunctional. And in my head, every time I say I'm perfect, I'm thinking about dysfunctional. And here's why. Here's good news for us today, or maybe it's bad news for you. Uh, the reality is there are no perfect families because there are no perfect people. It's just reality. And, um, and so, but here's the reality here. Some of you guys have thought about this perfect house. How many of you guys have ever built your own house before? You, you built a house? Yeah. Isn't that miserable? Like, it is. Like, it's not like, oh, that was the best experience ever. Like, decorating your house with, with a spouse is hard, but picking out the paint colors and picking out where the faucets, like, all of that is so stinking hard. We've never done that before. Dinah has, like, this dream house that she wants to build. Like, she's at, her dad is, like, a 
construction guy. Like, he's done so much building. I don't think he's ever pulled a permit, but he's built so many things. If you go back to all the houses that, that he's built, I mean, they are, like, they're, in, they're imperfect, and, and, and he built them. Like, even, that, even the house that they live in now, like, the sta- they, they, they added an addition to the house, you guys. And the, stairs, the staircase is about this steep. Like, it's so bad. But what happens is that we think we're going to have this house, we're going to have these kids, they're not going to fight, and we're going to have a picket fence, and we're going to have, we're going to have dogs, and we're going to have a perfect job, and we're going to get out of college, and because we, we're, we're so awesome, we're going to have the perfect amount of money. And, like, all these things, it's like perfect, 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 perfect. And what happens is, is that we end up with something that probably looks like this. This is more like, I have a dream house. You, you, this is what you can afford, though. Like, this is, this is, where, this is where you find yourself at. And I, I thought of this. I built this today. And you're like, whatever it is that you wanted to build, if you want to build a perfect family or have a perfect house, what you realize, you can't build it 30 minutes before the service. You, you have to start, whatever it is that you want in your life, you've got to start building it now. Because you, you, if not, if you don't start building it now, you're going to end up with this. And by the way, this rain, the, the, if the rains come, this thing's going down. This ha- this. They're supposed to, this has a spot for a chimney, but we're in Florida. We didn't need a chimney. I'm not putting the chimney in. I refuse to put a chimney in a house that doesn't need a chimney. We don't have fireplaces. You know what I'm saying? Like, we, like we, we just go outside and make bonfires, you know, and that's a redneck version of a chimney. Like, we just go outside and have the fire. But reality is that you get this, and you get a house that has no doors, and, and you have windows that don't close, and you really, you get stuck with something that looks a lot like this. And what's my desire, my desire is I, I really want to have the desire, I really want to have the desires that, that God has uh, for your house and for your family. Um, and it looks, it should look more like Matthew chapter 7 verse 24. The Bible says this, anyone who listens to God's teaching and follows it is a wise person. And so hopefully every time you come here you realize, dude, I got to learn how to be wise. And I'm not preaching today, I'm teaching. Now, usually I, if I bring a stool, if you get new to the church, I'm going to try to stay in this as long as I possibly can to teach. I've already broke it once. But like, the reality is I just want to teach today. And um, I, I wonder, this, is gonna be a, this will be a tough conversation for some of you guys, but I want this so bad for all of us. And, um, and normally I'm not very notes driven. I've got a lot of notes for this series. And the reality is because I don't want anybody to miss out what I'm, what I'm trying to share or what God is trying to teach us in this series because I think what I'm sharing with you today, you're going to need down the road. You need it, some of y'all need it today, you need it tomorrow, you need it for your future. So here's what he says, anyone who listens to God's teaching and follows it, it's a wise person. It's like someone who builds their house on a good foundation. Like you can want your builder at your house to rush the process in a lot of different areas, but you do not want them to rush the foundation. Come on, somebody. If you've ever built that, you do not want the foundation rushed. If you rush the foundation, the whole house is, 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 is doomed. Like it's just not going to, it's not going to end well. It may look good. It may, you can, and here's the deal. Some of us, here's, what, here's a freebie for you today. Whatever you're trying to build in your house, one thing I know that's going to help you build, some of, some of us in here today, instead of building the foundation, we just want to put a plug in in. Well, like at least it smells good. <laughs> we just want to put in like, like we're going to put like really nice furniture in there. Have you noticed like you can, you can put Pottery Barn in the house, but that ain't going to make it what it's supposed to be. Well, we're going to put in really, really, really nice curtains, Pastor Wes. <clears throat> if the foundation is jacked up, the house is more jacked up. And it's already going to be jacked up because there's no perfect people. It's already going to be imperfect. <clears throat> and so you really want to make sure that you get the foundation right and get that settled. Because the Bible says 
when the rent, if your house is built on the word of God and built on God and the Holy Spirit, which is what I want our church to be, I desire that and God desires that. If you build on the right foundation, the rains can come in torrents. We know what that's like. And floodwaters rise and the winds beat against the house. It won't collapse because it's built on a solid foundation or a solid bedrock. And what I want to suggest to you today, it is so important to make sure that you're building your life on the foundation of God's word. And if you don't build your life on the, on the foundation of God's word, this thing is going to collapse. I preach this, and this isn't like, oh, this is, get them. I know some of these kids are going, get them, Pastor West. I just preached this past in scripture. I just preached it in high school this, this past week. This, this, just that, like, you got to have a solid foundation. Because everything in this world is coming to shake your house. And so we want to make room for God, and we want him to break the ground and, and to open up, to receive from him so the foundation can be set. We, it can be set right. Um, so <clears throat> I, I wrote down this phrase, Chris, and this has really bothered me um, not really bothered me, but it's really, it's in my heart. And I really feel like God gave me a word already for our June series um, out of this idea. But I really want us to do marriage and to do family and to do kid life and to do grandparent life. And every area of our life, I really want us to do it based upon kingdom principles. And the Bible says, um, Jesus says, when you pray, pray that God's kingdom will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And we have an opportunity to bring heaven down to earth in every aspect of our life. We have a chance to do that. Like we have, we have a shot. And the reason why we have a shot is because we have God's word. We're able to do it. We're able, our, house, our houses can look like kingdom houses. And our thoughts can have, we can have kingdom thoughts. And our words can be kingdom words. And our relationships can be kingdom relationships. Like everything we do can be influenced by the kingdom of, of, of God and not the kingdom of darkness. Like we really have a shot at making things look different. So the opposite of, of imperfect families is not perfect families. There's no perfect. Imperfect is impossible. But progress is possible. And so my goal and my challenge to you today is I want to help us have progress in different areas of our life. And so we have to, and we have to talk about every different relationship that happens inside the house over the next four weeks. We have to. And, and we have to tackle marriages first. And so I want to say this. I'm going to give a disclaimer. And here it is. There are no perfect marriages. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. That's, I mean, it is. There are no perfect marriages. And here, if you're in the room in here today and you're going, well, I'm not married. I'm, I'm not married. You, you, you may want to be one day. And you're going to want to lean into this. So that when you get there, you won't go, dang it, I really wish I would have had that now. I'm going to help, I hopefully I can help you go down the road. In the room in here today, there are divorced people. You shouldn't feel any guilt, nor should you feel any shame from today's message. I was thinking about this, and I, I have a lot of disclaimers in my notes today. The reality, uh, the reality in this room in here today is that divorce is a reality. And the reason why it's a reality is because they are imperfect people. But I do believe that God gives us kingdom principles to apply and to go forth. So usually when couples come to me, if they're married, I'll say, here's what the Bible says. If they're single, I always, here's what I tell them. Here's what the Bible says. 
Here's what the Bible says. I, I, this, here's another disclaimer. If you're not married, don't act like you're married. If you're married, then act like you're, like you're married. And so, everyone take a deep breath. You're going to be okay through this. Again, no guilt and no shame because that's, I, I was thinking of this, like, when I think of this, I, I thought, well, how did, what did Jesus do? <laughs> that's what I was thinking. Like, how did Jesus address these, these, these topics? 51% of marriages end in divorce. It's no different in the church or out of the church. It's, it's not. Money fights are a huge problem in marriage. Couples don't agree on finances to the point where they don't even talk about the finances. But if you can, here's what I realize. If you can talk about money, you can talk about anything. Money is such a huge deal. So we offer these finance classes like Financial Peace University because our goal is to say, man, we can help these people with their finances. I, I think if you can get your finances right, it affects a lot of things. Communication. So that's a big deal. Another reason why marriage is in a divorce. Communication. People don't know how to communicate. The reality is in here today that I hate this, but cancel culture has literally infiltrated everything. And I would love to say that we could put up a, we could put up a, a, a door, close the door, like there's a filter for cancel culture and keep it out. But it is, it has impacted all of us. It's in all of our lives and we have to fight it. And I would say that the cancel culture is not in the kingdom of God. And so, but the problem is that we've let it seep into our life and every life. And so we literally just go, you know, and I'm not interested. So we have, we have communication is a problem. Finance, finances is a huge problem. And then infidelity, it, you know, infidelity. Also a lack of intimacy in the marriage. And so we have these three big things that could kill, could kill a marriage. And if you're in here today and you're not married and you're a child in your day, you're a student in your day, you're going, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> Yeah, that's my, you're going, yeah, that's my parents. That, they, they have that one. They all know what you, they all know what your thing is. If you don't know what your thing is, ask your kid what your thing is. Because <laughs> they know. Ask your neighbors. You know what I'm saying? Like, people know what your, what your thing is in here today. And the reality is that the goal is not for you to leave for going, I'm going to have a perfect, I'm going to have a perfect marriage. But it's, it's, it's at the point where you're going to leave, you're going to go, I'm going to work on this thing. I'm going to work. We can't not talk about it. Have you noticed this before? Like, if, if anybody ever had anything break in their house, like, like I'll be honest, we had a roof done. And it broke a piece of the, um, where the, where the, inside the house where it meets, the seam meets, the seam broke. And you know what I do, people in here today? I just don't look at it. <laughs> but you know what? Everyone that walks in my house go, what happened? <laughs> so you can act like it's not broken, but that is not going to fix it. That is not going to fix it. Um, I did fix, I did replace, I replaced a, um, this is so funny that I'm going to say this, but I replaced a, I replaced a wax ring in our, in our kid's bathroom. And it's great as long as you sit in a level position on that seat. So like, like my, my, my toilet's leaking. I'm like, don't sit on the front, don't sit on the back, center I Like, why can't you get centered on the toilet? <laughs> Just get centered. You know, everything's a, pre everything's a sermon for me, Joy. I'm like, you need to be centered on that toilet. Like, you need to be centered on your life. You know, like, I'll just preach, I'll preach anything. I left it unleveled because I want you to know that God does not want your life unleveled, you know. They're like, no, you just need to fix it. And you guys, because I've gone through Dave Ramsey, 
I do not want to spend the money that I save. I got to listen. How broke is this? I got an emergency fund for emergencies, but emergency, I don't want to spend my emergency fund. I like having a thousand dollar emergency fund. It makes me feel rich. It's all I got, but I feel good about it. I got 300 bucks for Christmas. If you get on the Dave Ramsey count, I'm, I'm teaching it now, so a lot of my illustrations will be, but I, I got 300 bucks for Christmas. You guys, it's in, my, it's in my wallet. I don't know where my wallet's at. It's in my wallet though, and I'm hanging on to those $300 bills. You know I'm gonna buy a pair of shoes with it. It's just a matter of time, but the point is, I, I like hanging on to it. But it doesn't affect, it doesn't affect, those things are broken, I have the money, I should fix those things. And so I just wanna encourage you to, we have to talk about these things. And so you should not feel any guilt, you should not feel any shame. And if you're divorced in here today, you should feel any shame and you should lean in because you because what if you get married again one day? What if you don't? Some of y'all went, uh, not me. <laughs> but what if, what, if you, what if you leaned into these things? Also, if you're single in here today, if you apply these principles now, you won't have to work on them when you get married. When you can go, hey, Pastor West, I'm going to get married. Can you do my pre-marriage coach, coaching? Because what I'm going to share with you today, you can use these things now and get yourself ready. One, of, uh, one, more, one more clause, and then I think I can get going. Um, one of my kids came to me and goes, hey, dad, we got to find so-and-so, we got to find so-and-so a, a, a spouse. And I said to them, I said to the, my children, whoever said that, I said, marriage is the hardest thing in the world to do. It's hard. It, it's hard. It's not impossible, but it is very hard because they're two imperfect people trying to agree on things. It's hard. I, I just, um, if you're in here today, if you, you've heard my marriage stuff, you can go back to last February. By the way, I'm only going, I'm going one shot on marriage today. I'm going, I'm going one, this is, this is going to be a one-hit wonder. This is not going to be here next week. It's football Sunday. The week after that, I'm going to help you families out with, in a different area. But I, this is it. I, this is all I got on marriage today. You've heard me talk about love languages. You've heard me talk about Enneagram. You've heard me talk about personality profiles. You've heard me say all those things. If not, go back and listen to last February. We've done panels. We've had counselors in here today. You've heard me say, if you need counseling, some marriages, you need, you, you need counseling. You need like, you need clinical help. You need, you need a, a professional help. Not clinical, you need professional help. And we've helped people go to counseling. It's so important to us. We will invest in your marriage. Like, and, but you've, any, anybody in here today is going, dang, he just doesn't get it. I would like to use Diane as an example to say, not as a perfect marriage, but I will tell you, and Diane will tell you this, there's no two people that are more unlike each other than Diane and I. And so if you're going us two, then you're in good company. Diana thinks about everything. I think about nothing. <laughs> Diana worries about everything. I worry about nothing. I think, you know, my dad's here. We grew it up. We grew up with suck it up, buttercup. I have sucked it up or pushed everything down my whole life. And so I don't have a lot of emotional language, but through counseling, I now can talk about my emotions. And we just kind of just, my parents are like, dude, suck it up, let's go. We don't cry over spilled milk. And we just went for it. And that's all we've ever done. And so we have thick skin, but the problem with thick skin is that it's still, there's still stuff down in there. And so now I can have emotionally healthy, most of the time conversations. When things are broken in our marriage, I'll go, hey, I, things, are, things are off. I can go to and say, things are off. And she can go to me, hey, things are off. And we now can have a conversation before. But, but a lot of my stuff, I was like, I'm just going to not talk about it. Hopefully it's gonna, it'll go away. But I realized. And so I, 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 we're, we don't have, we're not nailing it in every area. But I can have a, we can have healthy conversations. Um, and that, that is helpful. Um, so let me give you a few things I think um, would help. How many of you guys in your day, you, you like leadership principles? Anybody in here like, like leadership principles? Have you noticed this about leadership? 
they're not just four that are going to help you with every area of your life. <laughs> that would be awesome. Like, every time I walk in, I'm, I'm starting a podcast, by the way, and, um, and I really, it's, it's for you guys, because I just want to give you guys leadership principles, because I think leaderships, leadership principles can affect your area of your life, and so I want to put out leadership things, and, but every time I come to staff and you can ask my staff, like, let me give you guys three more leadership principles. They, don't, they haven't remembered, you can't memorize all of them. That's how many leadership principles there are. Uh, Steve, who's been, who's had three different careers, I'm sure every place he's ever gone to, let me give you a leader, see, this is how we do it, see, this is the culture, and they're just, you, you can't get them all in there. Tara Lynn, who's re retired, has taught leadership and has lived leadership. So I, this is not an exhaustive list, but this will help you. And if you're not married in here today, this will help you in your life. Here's number one. Uh, you ought to put God first in your life. You ought to. Why would I do that? Matthew 6, says, seek the kingdom of God above all else. And so I don't, the sermon series is going to be called in June, but you will hear the word kingdom four weeks in a row in the, in, the, in, the, in, the, um, in the month of June and probably July 2nd message, which will be church at home because I'm probably going to preach that too. And so you're going to hear the word kingdom because we want to bring heaven down to earth in every arena and every relationship that we have. And hopefully if it's in our, what I've learned is if it's in our marriage, you're, I, I wrote, down, wrote down this way. Marriage doesn't work long term without God. You can go a long way without God, but you can't go forever without God. And again, remind you, this is hard work. This is going to take a lot of work to put God first. But I'll tell you this, if you're here today, you're married, you're showing up today at church, you're on a good, you're on a good track. If you read the Bible, you ought to read the Bible. You ought to pray. You ought to serve on the dream team. If you're not baptized in here today, you ought to roll out of here at 10 a.m., and you ought, to go get, you ought to go get in the baptism class, and you ought to get baptized. When Jesus got baptized, God looked down at Jesus and said, this is my son in whom I'm well pleased. You want to do anything you possibly can. Here's what you also ought to do. People that put God first have other people in their life that are putting God first. You need some Christian friends. You need a community group. When people's marriage is on fire, free advice today. When people's marriages are on fire, they come to me and they go, man, we should, have got a, we should have gotten a community group four years ago when you told us to. You ought to have some friends that are also putting God first. If you're single in here today, and Mr. Wright or Miss Wright, if they don't put God first, then they are not the guy. Fist bump them and tell them to come back after they put God first. If they don't have God first now, it is going to be so hard for them to figure that out later. Because if they're a dude, all they're thinking about is sleeping with you. And if they're a lady in here today and, and you're not married, they're going, man, I just want someone to love me. And sleeping and loving, those are two separate things. Right, ladies? They want their, they want their, they want their emotional needs met. And you want your physical needs met. And they have to work together simultaneously. It's not one first and then the other one. So we got to put, we got to put God first. Here's the second one. You have to protect your purity. This is whether you're single or married here today. I bought a book, by the way. I'm like, I told you, I'm going to preach this book. This is going to be so good. And God goes, I don't need you to use a book. I need you to, the, I need you to use the book. <laughs> That's what he told me. I'm like, got it. So I just started writing down what he said. I literally, I don't even remember where I was sitting at, but God's like, you don't need all that. 
and the, and the creative, I don't know, you guys have heard of this phrase, athletes use this phrase called the flow state. I just, I got in the flow state. I call it the Holy Spirit flow, but the point is I got in this flow state and they all start with the letter P today. Cause I want you to remember, you gotta protect your purity. Infidelity is on the top. Lawyers, by the way, that do this, that divorce lawyers, by the, they, that do this for a living to help people get divorced. They, every, every business, by the way, I speak all the time, but every business has a website. They have a guy on their staff that works with the, that works in search engine optimization. And so if you type in marriage help, you have to have content that connect people to your website. And if you Google marriage help, you will not get marriage help not on Google. You will get a list of divorce attorneys because there's so much money in this, in this, um, in this sector. Like there's so much money in this industry. And so they all have written blogs and infidelity. You gotta protect your purity. Here's why. The Bible says, Matthew 18, verse 9, I have to read the whole verse. If your eye causes you to sin, freaking eye gouge yourself. Eye gouge yourself. We have friends of ours that their spouses can't take their cell phone anywhere they want to go. They have to have protective things all over their phone because they have a, they have they struggle in this area of internet pornography. And guess what, moms and dads today, if you don't beat it, your kids aren't going to be able to beat it. So we've got to protect. I want to live. I, I don't delete any of my messages on my on my phone. No text messages. No Facebook messages. That way, if anybody ever says, well, Pastor Wes, and I would say, cool, I don't delete any of my messages. And whether you delete it or not, by the way, you can just go to your phone company. It's forensic um, internet guys that study phones. They just go get all that content. I want to be the kind of person where you can scroll my, you can scroll what I, what I, what I follow on social media behind me. I want to be able to walk in here on Sunday morning with a clean conscience and go, just this is what I looked, this is what I searched all week long. And you can just roll behind this 15 panel LED screen behind us. Do I nail it all the time? Probably not. But I want, I want to be, and I'm trying to protect my purity. And you know what I want to do? I want to protect my purity. That way I can stand in front of my kids and go, hey, what are you looking at? What are you watching? What are you looking at? What's your search history? What's your search history? And if my, if you, if you see me walk, if you, you'll know I'm feeling this if I walk in tomorrow or work next week with one of my eyes gouged out. <clears throat> if you're single in here today, you want to protect your purity. Guys, I'm going to help you out right now. If they're not, I'm going to help someone today. If you're having sex with someone who's not your wife and you're single, then you're not living in God's will. You can't. It's impossible. You can't. Guys, all the time, we got to get them married really quick. They live together. They're not married. And she's right. If I can't get them to marry, I, we don't want to get them just get them to get married real quick because they're sleeping together. We want them to get married if they're, if they're supposed to be together. But listen, if you're having, it's just, sex is designed for marriage. Students in here today, I know it's like awkward, but we're going we're to talk about that tonight with our students. There's so much emotional baggage that comes if, you, if, if you're sleeping with someone who's not your spouse. By the way, in here today, girls and girls in here today and guys in here today, guys, we just have a, there's, there's, there's a, I was talking to a parent here today, like we all have a database of people that we slept with and then we have to bring that into our marriage. That is very complicated, very complicated. 
we have to protect our purity. I always say it this way, don't flirt with sin. Because here's what I know about sin. It'll always take you further than you want to go. It'll always keep you longer than you want to stay. And it'll always cost you more than you're willing to pay. Whether you're single or married, you want to protect your purity. So much I could say on that. Students in here today, young people in here today, like the reality is that everything in culture creeps into us. What I want to encourage you with today is that intimacy, you don't have to test drive it. It's not a car. It'll be awesome when you get married. It is awesome when you get married. But outside of marriage, it just, it just all it does is complicate. I promise you. By the way, for every married, every I, every time a couple can go say, Pastor West, will you do my pre-marriage coaching? I'm a little bit excited and a little bit devastated because that means that's also another couple I'm going to have to walk through a divorce with because it's 50%. It's literally one for one. If you can, you can write down for every couple I'm helping get married, coaching them on, I'm walking through a divorce with another couple. That's, a, that's daunting. I want us to win in this area because we can. No imperfect marriages. No, no perfect marriages. But listen, we got to work on this. If you're single today, listen to me. Write these things down. If, if the dude, if, if you're not, if you're going, dude, he doesn't, we're, 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 this is wrong, this is wrong already, then they're not. If they don't put God first, then you don't want that guy. Because what I've noticed is if you don't put God first, usually you put yourself above whoever else. Which brings this third one. We ought to prefer each other in love. We ought to prefer each other in love. Well, this sounds familiar to just our, this is just a typical whole culture. We ought to prefer each other in love. If she cooks, you should help clean up. Come on. The Bible says that we ought to love each other with genuine affection. And we ought to take delight and preferring one another in love. Hey, let me help with that. What can I do? How can I help? And that's tricky. That, that's tricky. Diana said last night, I just watched, <laughs> it was so funny. She goes, I just washed all these dishes. How did they get back in here? I'm like, you wanted to have more kids. It's not my fault. It was done after two, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's practical, guys. Just, like, just help. Like, jump in. Prefer that person in love. Watch the show that they like. Watch the show they like. That's, that's a crazy idea. Like, we're just, how about, well, hey, what do you want to watch tonight? What do you like? I'll watch that. And hey, what do you like to do? Some of us here today, we don't know. Some of us, some people in your married day, we don't even know what our spouse even likes anymore. Because we've been married for so long, we know what all of our kids like. But we don't even know what our spouse likes. What I would say if you're in your young and you're married, you don't have to get to that point. You don't have to get to that point. You can know and you can pour into and you can just prefer each other in love. I want to, you know, it's, it's his needs, her needs. I want to, I know what I want. I have to put Diana's needs above myself, and that and that's work. And it's work for her to put my needs above her because our, your your default is to do what you want to do. Our default is me, 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 my, 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 
That's our default. What makes me feel good? What do I like? And so we have to work on that. We have to prefer each other in love, and it's going to take a conversation to be able to do that. Are you humble? My wife, this is this is not this is this is not in the Bible, but my wife prefers that when we get out of bed in the morning for the bed to be made up. Why are we going to make it up if we got to get back in the bed in eight more hours? God wants us to steward our energy. What a waste of energy to fix that bed and then to... Come on. But you know what I do? Happy wife, happy life. I make that freaking bed. I make that bed. I'm like, fine. If that's a scent, if that's a, you know, there's that guy out there journal, uh, a general in the army, he's like, make your bed first. Maybe, I think that's what, is that what the book's called, make your bed. Like, just get up, like, it's an easy win. Make your bed. Like, that's what we're going to do first. So, um, when we got married, we said in sickness and in health, for richer or for poor, and it's a lot of poor. One day it's rich, I think. <laughs> when we get there, I'll let you know. It's sort of like, we have to work this thing. We gotta prefer. Oh, here's this is another one. We're not gonna sing any songs, by the way. I just I'm I'm at a, I'm I'm almost out of time. But if we don't sing, then I have more. I bought myself more time. <laughs> this, hey, lean into this one, all right? Give this one. Peace should be the norm in your house. It shouldn't be abnormal. Well, why? Again, are, are we we're like good on all this because everything I've said to you today has been straight from God's word. Here's what God's word said. But the Holy Spirit produces this kind of stuff in our lives, in our families. Love, joy, peace. Are you saved? Then act like it. Joy should be in your house. Peace should be in your house. And if there's something that's preventing that from happening in your house, then fix it. Like, work on it. It would be really beneficial for some of us here to go home and say, hey, you know what? Our marriage is, we don't have what he talked about. We don't have that. But we should. We, we should. Like, we should have that. I don't, and just say, be honest. Like, I don't know where it got off at, off the right, tr- off the track, but it is clearly off the track. We said this last year, but the reason why the, the average People are getting, people aren't, the seven-year itch, it's not really a thing anymore. If we make it that far, we just lock in and just be really, really good parents. And then we become really, really good business partners. And what happens at 25, we separate ways. And that's the normal now. Normal is to make it 25 years and then get, and then get divorced. And I think if kingdom is going to come down to earth, we're going to have to do this thing different. And so... We have Stephen Debbie's in our church that have been married for a long time. And we have Joy and Sean's that have been married for a long time. And you know what I see in, 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 what I see in, in, in both of these marriages? Well, because of Sean and, and Steve, they're not perfect. But you know what I see in all of them? That I see joy, I see peace in their, in, in their marriages. Steve and Debbie and Sean and Joy, they never miss a Sunday. They don't miss community groups. 
Like they're seeking the kingdom of God first. I see these guys, I see, I see them prefer each other in love. The way they do that is Steve just does whatever Debbie tells him to do. <laughs> Smart that way. I'm kidding. It's crazy because there's no like happy wife, happy life. There's no rhyming if you there's no rhyming if you say happy husband. There's nothing to go. There's nothing with that. Jenny Nelson in the back back there. They have they laugh. There's peace. There's peace. They have peace there. They're serving people, loving people, building people up. They're doing ministry together. They have a common out. Like they want to seek. And I think seeking the, putting the kingdom first, putting God first. If you do that, these other things kind of trickle down into it. And there's nothing like the Diana. It worked. Our marriage works. We we both want to seek the kingdom of God first. God is. We want to change the. We have that. We, we're fighting for the same thing. We want to. We want to change the world. We do. We literally. We think we can. We literally think we can change the world. And what we've learned is, is that we can do it so much better if we do it together. Think about our church. Could you imagine if there was no Diana in this church? Don't think about that. Also, like. We, we started coaching, we started coaching this week because we need help. Like all the greats have coaches and we want to be great at what we do. And the guy, the, the, our, our coach said, um, Ed, our coach Ed said to us like, like without each other, like your church would sink. And I go, it definitely would not sink if, I, if, 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 if it was just Diana. Like there'd be systems, like it would work. Left up to me, there'd be no chairs in here today. You'd be on the floor. <laughs> be no music. Like it would just get out bad at me if it was just it was just me. Like Diana can preach, she can sing, she can organize things. I don't I really all I can do is I can barely talk about Jesus. Love people. All the gifts that Diana has, I wish I had her gifts. But that's all I got is what God gave me. But better, better, we're better together. We're better together. So there's four things for you. I had bonus content, but we're out of time. If you're if you're single in here today, I hope hopefully you got these. Because I'm just telling you, if you work on these things before, it is it's 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 so much harder to work on them after you get married. If you can start now, anyone here that's divorced, I promise you if you walk them and go, hey, was he right about that? What which of those were you? Man, we I, when I meet couples, there was never any peace in my house. He didn't want to love God. He didn't want to pursue God. He, uh, he, he, he was selfish. He wouldn't even talk to me about the budget. He, all, he wanted to do what he, all he wanted to do is what he wanted to do. He didn't want to do anything I wanted to do. He never preferred me. That's what, you'll, that's what you'll get. But if we apply these things and we try to use these things, it would just help. Will it make it perfect? No, because there are no imperfect. There's, there's no, there's no, there's, they're, they're all, they're all imperfect. They're all imperfect. Everything we got is imperfect because we're evolved. So, hopefully that encouraged you today. Lord, we love you. Thank you, Lord, for allowing us the gift of marriage. Lord, for the one here who's going, man, I'd love to be married. I pray that they would hang in there and wait for a God-ordained marriage, that they wouldn't sell out early. For the ones in here that are married, I pray they'd go home today and go, oh, we're, we got to try, let's just try some of those things. They've got permission today to have a conversation 
give them the boldness and the courage. Hey, we have to try some of these things. We've made it this far, but if we're going to make it the next the next distance, we're going to need some of these principles. Lord, I pray that I pray that if the enemy tried to encourage anybody or discourage anybody with guilt and shame, I pray that they would know that that was not from God. That was from the enemy. That was from the enemy. For the person looking for for the right one, Lord, I pray that they would just lean into you and trust you and wait for who you have for them. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Hey, um, yeah, come on, let's just thank the Lord. Thank you so much for joining us. If you'd like to know more about Hope Church, please feel free to visit us at hopewintergarden.com or connect with us on Facebook and Instagram at Hope Winter Garden. We hope you have a blessed day.